You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, January the 4th, 2024. I almost said 2023 there. I have a trouble with, I'll have trouble with that through February, but I digress. Great show for you today. As you can see, those of you who are tuned in to one of our video platforms, the Twitter, the YouTube, the Book of Face, can see the lovely visages of Mark Porter and the Dean. We've got lots to talk about today. This is going to be a positive show, people. If you came here to tank or you came here with your blue sweatshirt on to boast, and I'm sure we'll have some of them, we're going to be positive about the Buckeyes today. But first, here's what we're really positive about, steak. You need to start the new year off with one of our sponsors, and that is Omaha Steaks. During their Omaha Steaks end-of-season event, you can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. 50% off incredible steaks like their Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use the code promo code BUCKNUTS50, excuse me, I got the wrong one up here. Let's do this. Sorry about that. Use, if you look at the ticker now, you can see it. Use the promo code BUCKNUTS to get an extra $30 off your order. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying steak from Omaha Steaks. You get 50% off site-wide. Again, with BuckNuts, that's $30 off on top of that. So you're talking about a $200 order for $70. That's good steak. Five generations of family-owned expertise means uncom- uncompromising value you can trust. Every steak and every entree is flash frozen, vacuum sealed, and ready when you are. All backed by their unconditional 100% money back guarantee. Every purchase is backed by their unconditional money back guarantee. As I said, head over to omahasteaks.com. Score 50% off site-wide today. And use the code BUCKNUTS for an 
an extra $30 off at checkout. All right. There's been plenty of chatter here, people, about comings and goings. And we've maintained that it was uncharted waters. Uncharted waters, meaning we didn't know what was going to happen. And now things are starting to happen. Um, Very confident that Ohio State, uh, either today, tomorrow, sometime this weekend, will announce they have added quarterback Will Howard out of Kansas State. That is a big deal. He was a Big 12 champ uh, two seasons ago. Had a good season this year and was looking for another spot. Very interesting to note that I went and watched all the Kansas State podcasts. Uh, Power Cat is our 24-7 sports brethren. And watch the podcast the day Will Howard declared that he was going to enter the portal. And their overall vibe was that he was not looking for money as much as he was looking for an opportunity to get better for the NFL. They also stated that had this not been such a deep quarterback draft already, he would have headed for the NFL. So, Bill, you've remained positive, believe it or not. You have an article today about that. Let's focus on Will Howard and what you think the impact will be um, and just kind of the general run-up to here. You've kind of been on this for a while. Yeah, he um, he was one of the two guys I mentioned early, Will Howard, Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard, you know, I, I looked at him as a guy that, uh, while he's a really good quarterback, I did not see him ending up at Ohio State, and most people didn't, I believe. Uh, he was pretty much tagged to Notre Dame, and that's where he ended up uh, committing to. Uh, Will Howard, on the other hand, um, he is – making his visit to Ohio State now. And um, as you mentioned, Dan, um, uh, I would be uh, very surprised if he is not soon a Buckeye. And that is huge. Um, You know, you look at uh, uh, the quarterback room as it can be with Will Howard in it. And it's really good. Uh, If you have Will Howard and if you have Devin Brown staying and and Devin Brown has been a guy that uh, ever since high school, he's never been afraid of competition. I remember uh, uh, talking to him back then and talking to those around him, and they said, hey, this kid is not going to back down from anyone or any competition. So even Will Howard coming in, I don't think that means uh, exiting necessarily for Devin Brown. I think he could stay, and if you he does, and if Will – Howard is in, then you've got those two, you've got Lincoln Keenholz, you've got Aaron Nolan, and then you've got Tavian St. Clair right behind him. That's really, really good. So, uh, you know, that's it's uh, uh, very positive trending for Ohio State right now. Like you said, I don't think Will Howard will be guaranteed a starting job, but one would have to ex- assume that he's in good spot to do that. Mark. Once uh, Will Howard makes it official, we we will roll out his transfer evaluation that you've been working on. Let's not give away the entire kitchen sink, but let's tease people with what you think the difference would be with Will Howard under center. Well, I went into the film not knowing what to expect. You know, you see a few clips on ESPN. I wasn't well-versed in Kansas State football. Uh, you put on that film and – there's a lot of highlights out there, but I, I took about 20 of his best plays 
And I had 20 more that I couldn't decide if they were better than the 20 I had. I mean, he really blew me away. Uh, first of all, 6'5", 245 pounds. Are you kidding me? When you watch the film the first time, I didn't know his height and weight. He looks much fleeter of foot, much quicker, like a better. He looks like a 6'2 guy that's like 190 running around sometimes. He's so agile. Um, the arm strength, he, he just dinks and dunks the way a big passer would, where it's effortless on the little throws. But I have a bunch of throws where he's standing at the 30 or 40 yard line, ripping strikes down to the goal line. I mean, balls that have not a rainbow to them, but a flat trajectory that are really high velocity throws. And so then my mind starts to wander into all these comparisons. You know, who are the comparable athletes out there? You know, the guys in the NFL right now that are 6'5", 240, 230, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones, um, Josh Allen, Will Levis, even Ryan Tannehill. And so there's a range of outcomes for that body type. Um, but, you know, Bill said it and you said it. This might be the marriage made in heaven for Ohio State and him because he's looking to, uh, up his draft stock. And that was one of my – Dan, that's one of the first things I wondered when I saw it. Right. Is why isn't this kid going to the NFL draft? I don't see anything here that's not draft ready or not like first round type talent. Like, and, and so you say in that deep draft, and that's all I've been hearing about is all these quarterbacks. So maybe it is better to go get paid at Ohio State one year to cook with some receivers that are going to make you look good at a place that if you turn it around, you're going to be revered highly and your draft stock could go through the roof. Um, so he's got some motivation to do well here. We had a need and isn't the transfer portal fun? I mean, <laughs> you get a guy like this, all of a sudden it's not so uh, dreary. And, you know, I mean, this is a prize. And if you're Kansas state, I'm surprised on that podcast, they weren't crying the whole time. They, they lost yeah. their team. I mean, they, they really, th this is part of the portal that, you know, other teams just probably can't stand. And, and I talked to a college coach and said, I really can't wait to spend two years of my life working with this kid, developing this kid so Ohio State can get him and take credit for him. And the, their coach can sit with him on draft day while I stay here with my thumb up my you-know-what. Uh, this is that type of kid. He, I mean, I'm not just getting excited. You know me, I try not to whatever. But the comparisons for this kid, what he can do, um, Kyle McCord is a backup right now. And, it, and it's pretty clear that, there isn't a going to be a quarterback battle. This this is the guy if he ends up at Ohio State. Um, I, I really I didn't say that last year about you know the other quarterbacks coming in. This this guy is he's here to save the day. I think Kyle's got a decent shot to start at Syracuse. You love to mix up Kyle and uh, Devin oh, Brown. Yeah, yeah they're. I digress. Um, yeah, here's what's interesting about the uh, Kansas State vibe. I think they all felt he was going to leave. Um, I guess he almost got benched at the Texas Tech game this year. He's not playing at Kansas State with a cast like he's going to be playing with at Ohio State. Um, Deuce Vaughn is on the Cowboys. There are clips of him throwing to Deuce Vaughn as a receiver in traffic. Ohio State does not throw the ball in traffic to anyone 5'5". Five five. So he's going to have a better chance to play with, I think, better receivers. And look, this has now become the model. Um in terms of quarterback development for a lot of programs. Jaden Daniels went to Arizona State. It was good. Went to LSU, Heisman, top X pick. Um, 
Michael Penix at Indiana. How many of you watched Indiana when we played them and thought, man, we need Michael Penix so badly here. He would fix everything. I'm going to guess the over-under on that was zero, okay? And then he goes out to Washington, follows Kalen DeBoer out there, and look where he is now. So the idea that Will Howard could come here and get the finishing touches from – now, I realize this is controversial now because Day is apparently not a quarterback guru anymore. But uh, Justin Fields is going to be – um, not hurting on the first and the 15th CJ Stroud apparently is good at football and trained here. Joe Burrow definitely walked over today during the Heisman ceremony to make sure he got some credit. So mm-hmm. I will rely on that and hopes that day can take Howard to the next level. Bill, I, I may have, uh, I may have buried the lead. I was so excited to talk about him and the throwing the first five plays I, I put in run plays. And wow, I mean, he can fly. I mean, this this is the, the the quarterback run threat that we've been looking for. And at 245 pounds. You're falling forward. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of goal line runs, uh, a lot of play action, rollout, bootlegs where he takes off running. There were probably 10 or 20 runs I didn't put in there because I didn't, you know, we didn't have all day to watch everything. But he's, there are secondary guys that are struggling to run with them. He's running away from linebackers. Um, it, it's really impressive that the type of height, weight, speed athlete you're getting here and just throw the quarterback stuff out of it. He's got a little Terrell Pryor type of look to him, how long he is and what he can do when he gets to the open field. And Terrell is maybe a, a half a step, step faster, but this, this guy can run. And, you know, when I mentioned some of those quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill, he can run like, you know, no, no tomorrow and Trevor Lawrence gets out and Daniel Jones. Had one of the fastest top speeds in the NFL, like 22 miles an hour. I mean, so some of these big guys are deceptively good runners. And if you're going to add that to the game, I know Buckeye fans have been crying for an athlete. Devin Brown was going to bring a little bit of that to him. And, you know, a couple of the plays I did in Buckeye in the Sky, they were designed runs for Devin Brown's quarterback draws. And we hadn't seen that. So it's not like we won't do it. We just got to put the guy back there, you know, and the playbook will uh, cater to him. And how much does that help your red zone offense, being able to run as a quarterback? Uh, uh, again, uh, you know, I, I hate to keep comparing or even mentioning Joe Burrow, but how many times have I watched him with the Cincinnati Bengals and they're at the eight-yard line or whatever, and they run a quarterback draw with him, he goes right up the middle almost untouched for a touchdown. And, because nobody's uh, expecting it, Bill. And this is a guy that can do that. Uh, uh, you know, Devin Brown package, you don't need to have necessarily a Devin Brown package at the goal line because Will Howard can do that. I, I didn't put in all his like five yard touchdown runs because a lot of them he went in untouched because as he would pull out of the fake or the bootleg, you know, it's not really a, a highlight or whatever, but it, but it speaks to what the defense has to honor down there when you bring the feet. But he also had like a little Tim Tebow package, and I did include one of those. You know how they fake the run, and they come back, and they do the jump pass. And, I mean, if you're the offensive coordinator, you're saying, boy, look at all the options you've now given me down there, and we are not going to be handcuffed down at the goal line to just plow it in behind two tight ends and, you know, hope for a little push. Um, Yeah, he's an athlete. Uh, I don't know if he played basketball in high school, but I bet he did. And I bet he was, he could shoot, get you a few boards. He's just a good athlete, man. And he runs 
like you said, the Daniel Jones comparison to me is probably the most apt. Um, and for those of you that look, he hasn't done great in the pros. Then again, his accountant is not uh, worried about Christmas gifts, if you know what I'm saying. So let's move on like, to go ahead. Mark. When you do, yeah, like I like how you you didn't shy away from that Daniel Jones thing because I hesitated right. to compare him to Daniel Jones because the quarterback said, of the oh, Giants. Yeah, like when he has people around him, put put Daniel Jones on different teams, you know, put him on the 49ers, put him, and all of a sudden you see what a dominating athlete and what an arm and all that stuff, the arm talent. So, yeah, don't let – even when I said Ryan Tannehill, he's had moments. You know, he he, he did – Ryan Tannehill played wide receiver at Texas a his first two seasons. Yeah. And he's so, a I mean, stud. Yeah. So, when I even when I said him, I'm like, oh, that's kind of – but it's hard to find – and I didn't want to go right to Josh Allen. I didn't want to say, "Oh, he looks like Josh Allen," or he. But he does. All the all those guys could be Josh Allen. You know, they're all a situation away, uh, maybe a little chemistry in their brain away from having Josh Allen like moments. But Josh has done it obviously on a great team, and you know, had the stole the limelight. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, the same thing. Uh, you know, these guys all have elite talent and arm strength and mobility so i put them all in a bunch there and it's a compliment even though some of them haven't won super bowls in the nfl and that type of stuff yeah lawrence actually do you remember the game we lost the uh playoff game we lost to him i think his legs actually helped him out more than his arm there was yeah. that run down the sideline um and i truthfully have not been super impressed with lawrence as a pro um the Maryland and Maryland, Michigan trolls. I get Michigan and Maryland confused a little too much for anybody's taste here. All right. Let's talk about another bout of good news, Bill. I think we're, we're allowed to. Um, much talk about who was leaving, who was staying. There was also a lot of fear when Ohio State had some guys hit the portal in large numbers. And we were told it was a sign of culture. Then Georgia topped us. Then yesterday, Alabama had guys hit the portal, which lets you know this. Guys who come to Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia that don't start are most likely going to leave now. That's a fact. Why? Because they are better than guys on other teams because they were recruited by Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. Okay? Guys who are five- and four-star guys aren't going to sit on the bench for more than 18 months before someone gets in their ear, now someone's getting in their ear with a check. They are going to leave. Now, this doesn't matter for Ohio State in a lot of ways. The example I will use, Bill, and you can talk to this one maybe, is Noah Rogers. Okay? Noah Rogers was good enough to play at Ohio State. I don't think there's any question about that. But the depth chart is stacked. He's not going to play over Emeka Igbuka. He's not going to play over Jeremiah Smith. Okay, whether he would have played over Brandon Ennis and some of the other guys or Carnell Tate, I guess he could have battled it out. He wasn't ahead of them on the depth chart. He's going to be the number one receiver at North Carolina State next year would be my my guess. You just got to replace those guys in the portal. You just got to replace those guys some other way. We still are going to put, theoretically, Emeka Buka, Jeremiah Smith, and Carnell Tate out there for the first snap. And guess who would trade with us? Every single team. Maybe not Washington this year, but every single team. So we got a uncharted waters means the boat is still moving. We're still moving, hopefully, in the right direction. Everyone's jumping off. 
You got to relax. And also, all of NIL is going to change in May anyway. But I digress. Bill, let's talk about the effort to bring back many dudes and the idea that a bird in the hand, and you know what that means. Well, also, I want to the, the wide receivers you mentioned, don't forget Brandon Ennis. He's not too bad either. I threw him in there. <laughs> Five star uh, um, that was had any school in the country wanting him, and he's at Ohio State too. Uh, and then, of course, we have Mylon Graham, yet another five-star coming in. Not too bad there either. Um, but, uh, you know, you look at the guys, and I've been banging this drum for a, for quite some time. The NIL was devised, so to speak, to reward the guys that have done it at their college in Ohio state, interestingly enough, is trying to use it that way, not necessarily to pay off guys to sign out of high school with you. So were they been resourcing their, you know, using their resources to get guys to stay. And I think it's going to pay off in a big way. We saw uh, box number one checked off yesterday. Tyleek Williams, absolutely huge. And I've, that's another drum I've been banging. They really worked hard to get him to stay. Um, I think most of those other guys are going to stay. Um, it was interesting. Pretty early on in all this, um, I was told about JT. I don't know for sure right this minute if he's staying or not. But I was told that there was a lot of surprise that all of a sudden JT – is talking about what are we going to do in spring practice and et cetera, you know, and that, again, that may change, but the point was um, months, you know, a month ago or whatever, that became a real possibility. And um, there's just not better guys in the portal than the guys that can stay at Ohio state. There aren't. Uh, there's not a better Tyleek Williams out there. There's not a better Fabian Henderson out there, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you get those guys to stay, that is like a, a roster infusion above and beyond what you would get in the portal. You know, I, I just go ahead, Mark. I, I talked to Bill yesterday about this, like privately, and I said, you know, the way the NFL draft is structured, all these uh, salaries. You really don't need an agent because it's all slotted. And by the time right. you get to the third round, you you know what you're you know gonna get, and you know, you know, within ten or twenty thousand dollars of negotiating. And I said, like, at what point in the draft uh can you match the payment at Ohio State? So if you know you can say, okay, in the third round, you're gonna get a million a year or nine hundred thousand a year. At Ohio State, we can give you a couple hundred thousand more to stay. So you've got to kind of argue with these players that if you're not going to be a, a first round pick, stay here and we're going to pay you the same as you're going to get as a second, third, fourth, fifth round pick. And we're going to keep you here to develop you. So because the money grows exponentially, the higher you go in the draft, it just doesn't go up by little chunks. As you get up there into that high first round or, you know, you get big signing bonuses and longer deals. So you can kind of buy these guys maybe more than you ever could in the past because before you couldn't, you couldn't match seventh round money. You couldn't uh, match free agent money. Now you might be able to match a, a strong third round pick if the player's worth it, like uh, Tyleek Williams. And you think Ohio state hasn't been going over that exact type of thing with these guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> They've gone over that and they could literally point can help to, them. Yeah, they can the literally say run. your value does a third rounder. Here's what all the third rounders made last year to the to the dime. Uh, and we're going to give you X to stay so you can go up here and, you know, be a better. I, I think that's the logic here. And I think it actually works to teams like Ohio State's favor if you do this right. Keep in mind, these guys also have access to their friends who are in the league. So I don't know anything about Luke Whipler's rookie year. But if he went there and was like, dude, it sucked. Um, yeah, I got paid, but blah, blah, blah. If you're staying at Ohio State and getting paid, do you think it's fun to be a football player at Ohio State socially? I think it's hard to get dates. You think it's hard to uh, have fun? It's not. Okay, being an Ohio State football player is fantastic. So it's, it's better. Someone's going to say to you, "Come." Do you guys remember Jerry Rudzinski? I'm sure you do. Jerry Rudzinski told me the reason he he, he was going to make the Browns as a special teams guy, and you know why he didn't stay. He said, it hurt so bad. He's like, you know how bad it hurt? You know what sacrifice he has to make to do that? This is th- – these guys are – they're ready to sacrifice. There's a lot to give here. The NFL is – no. it is not exactly the easiest job. It's You get a lot of accolades and you get paid well. I don't think 9 to 5 is that easy, especially if you're not a stud. Everybody at Ohio State gets treated great. If you go check it out, I mean, do you think they eat well? My son's a college athlete at Division Three. They eat amazing. It's a great life. Uh, I'm serious about this. The quality of life decision is being made for some of these kids. I hope for their own sake, because they're in their early 20s. Why not stay another year? These guys are talented enough that, and also this is not 20 years ago where if you hurt your knee, your career was over. You really, if you're good enough now, you're going to the pros. So. All right. The, the day, well, the speaking, of, speaking of hurting, um, let's call a timeout. I need to read an ad, Bill, so we can pay for your next comment. Give me one second. <laughs> Factor meals, we're back. This is some good stuff here. I'm serious about this. You may see ads for TV dinners and stuff. These are not TV dinners, man. The Barstool Sports did that Survivor Series sponsored by Factor. This is some good stuff. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals right to your door. 35 meals to choose from per week. Keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. 55 weekly add-ons, ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries every time. Head to factormeals.com slash bucknuts50. Yeah, and use the code bucknuts50 to get 50% off. That's code bucknuts50 at factormeals.com slash bucknuts to get 50% off. And I'm serious about this. They sent us some stuff. Uh, I have raised food snobs accidentally, and they loved it. I say this every time. I did not think it was possible to microwave chicken for me to eat because I'm a snob. It is delicious. They, you can microwave meat in there. It's delicious. I'm just telling you. It's really, really good. Okay. Now, you guys were fighting to get some words in. I'm going to the dean. Well, speaking of hurting, um, you know, we've talked about all of the money part of this. There's one other part that is 
in this equation. If you are Emeka Ibuka, for instance, how do you want to leave Ohio State having never beaten Michigan? How do you, you know, if you're a, a Travion Henderson, same thing. You know, I, the, the career money is all important too, but these guys are athletes, they're competitive, and it's like Aiden Hutchison. He didn't want to leave Michigan having never beaten Ohio State, and he got those guys together, and they stayed, and that's another factor in this equation of, hey, you got one more shot. You got a Michigan at home this coming season. Um, they're, they're losing a ton of guys uh, and so on and so forth. How about coming back and ending your career on that field beating Michigan? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game it's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com I do like the theory there. I think generally speaking, money talks and what they say walks. Um, but I get it. I get it. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, and Bill saying, you know, hurting. How about not hurting? In this day and age, it's never been better to be a college athlete. Um, I talked to, you know, a guy who's doing some of these NL contracts, and he knows what's being negotiated into some of these deals. Have you ever seen Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield? When he moved into the dorm and he knocked out the walls and he put in the hot tub, um, there's no more sharing with a, a dorm room with four guys on a floor where you all got to use the same bathroom and showers and you're walking in your shower socks or whatever. You know, you got your own room. Your off-campus living is much different. You're driving to class in a car that everybody looks at you. You have a faculty parking pass. You get to do whatever you want, okay? It, it's it's not the same world it was just Two years ago, these there's kids, no need to hide it anymore. These kids now have leverage to negotiate. 
and it's never been done before. So the living conditions, the off-campus housing, uh, you're not standing at the bus stop. You're not walking the class. Uh, you're enjoying life on a different level. And I know that's a digression from what you were talking about. But yeah, if you're trying to talk to some of these kids into coming back, think of some of the things you're going to have to, hey, we're going to, you know how uh, veterans in the NFL get like Tuesdays and Wednesdays off? Guess what? Negotiate that in. Make sure you have some health days so you're not getting beat up a little bit. I mean, it's a different, I mean, talking to the agent, I was blown away by the things these kids want to bring to the table. And it's also it's just mirroring the uh, pro game. You know, the same things those guys want. You know, little little rights for us. We want some rights. We just don't want to be treated like pieces of meat. But now it's here in college football. The most important thing you said there was a reference to back to school, just an amazing film about Thornton Mellon. The best part about that thing is where he, he gets Kurt Vonnegut to write his term paper on Kurt Vonnegut and gets an F that's hilarious. He also has the greatest, one of the funniest things I've ever heard in a movie. This is going to get a little blue here, but when he's in the hot tub with the girls and his underwater and his girlfriend walks in, he's like, Hey, Diane, meet my nieces. All right. Anyway, I you haven't seen that, you just earned two hours of joy from Mark and I that you were going to go rent. I don't know if the Dean likes the R-rated comedies, but uh, we shall see. I do want to say Tyleek. I see that question there. And that's to me, that's a no brainer. Well, absolutely. Hold on a sec. Let's read the question. Todd Cowie, for those of you on the pod, who would you rather have stay? If you could only have one Tyleek or Mike Hall. Look, Mike Hall has a gift that's going to be rewarded in the NFL tremendously and that he is blessed. He's always been this way. He has as good a first step for a defensive lineman as I've ever seen. He had it in, in high school. I've never seen anybody overrun more plays in high school than Mike Hall because he was blasting by the dude. That is going to be a very desired um, attribute at the next level. Um He may be a rush only guy. I don't think he's big enough to be a three down lineman, but he's going to have a future in the NFL. That said, Tyreek is a starting defensive tackle in the NFL who can give you a little pass rush. Um, There was no, maybe Walter Nolan, who was considered the number one player in the transfer portal would have been rated higher than Tyreek Williams. Maybe, but the idea of him coming back People also, if you're if you're an NFL fan, keep this in mind. If and you like free agency, it's fool's gold. I covered the Redskins when they were when the off whatever they, they were the Redskins then when they would win the off season title every year, and it doesn't work. You need to Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama when it's all flattens out, and even Michigan now are built through the draft, the high school levels. Ohio State's still going to get the best high school players and build with guys who have been here longer. I don't think there's any chance that's going to change. Bill. And by the way, I'm not putting down my call one bit. He's really, he's a really, he's a good player. I like him a lot. I'm just saying I love Tyleek. Yeah. Tyleek has improved as a Buckeye as much as almost anyone. He wasn't as highly touted as some of the other guys on the line. I think you could make an argument. He was, I think you can make a strong argument. He was their best defensive lineman this year overall. Um, if you're grading them out, um, I mean, Jack Sawyer played his best football the last month of games. There's no question about that. But in terms of 
the season, I would have to vote for Tyreek. All right, let's talk. Uh, we will not have another show before Saturday, Bill. And I am very, I'm going to use the word hopeful. There are other words I'd like to use. But um, there will be some commitments this weekend. Um, one very important commitment to Ohio State and really to this show, because I don't know what we're going to do on the show if it doesn't go well. But I, uh, I digress, Bill. Please take the floor. Well, we're talking about Devin Sanchez, and he is sure. a difference maker. And um, he is announcing on Saturday um, at the All-American Bowl, and he's down to three schools. And I, I think all of us would be shocked if uh, the winner is not Ohio State. You know, I've, I've had him crystal ball to Ohio State for a long time. And I remember talking to his – I have to go back. During the summer, um, when Devin was working out at Ohio State, I was standing there watching Devin work out with uh, Tim Walton, kind of privately, so to speak, um, inside the whack. And his mom was standing there, and she told me right at that point, of course, that is Dietrich Sanchez, who is on this show as a regular person uh, on the show. Um she told me that her son, they were going to make a decision based highly on development. And she talked about how important that would be in their decision. And they have stayed with that. Development is huge. And I know that they feel very good about the development that Devin could get at Ohio State, working with Tim Walton and the defensive backs, the cornerbacks that Ohio State has sent to the NFL. Um, I just feel like all this other stuff that's been going on uh, in the last month or so or whatever, they're focused on development. And that's maybe the biggest reason that I feel very strongly that come Saturday, all Buckeye Nation is going to be very happy when Devin Sanchez announces his decision. Have you ever seen me cry on the air? No, that would happen if he goes somewhere else. I'll cry in the air. So no, no pressure to the Sanchez family there. They want to see a man melt in front of them. They want to destroy a man. Go ahead. Not true. I'll cry in private. Uh, I don't like to do those things publicly. But yeah, if, if you want to look at what a prototype cornerback looks like in modern football, maybe go have him play in Texas against the best competition and come from a family that's handled the recruiting process perfectly and – Everything else, then you have the Sanchez's, and uh, boy, that would be a uh, that would be one. Let's go through some questions here, uh, Bill. This is a little off topic, but the Belleville quarterback—you'll give us his name—the number one rated quarterback in the country is about to commit. Where's he going? From Michigan, uh, Underwood. Bryce you Underwood. Know, I, uh, excuse me. Bryce Underwood. Is that yeah. right? And I could. And I could. Um... <sighs> I don't know 100% right now on this one, but I would probably go with LSU right now. Okay. Who else is in the mix? Not Colorado. Uh, Michigan. Good Lord. You know, and, and that would uh, – uh, if Michigan lands him and wins the national championship, that, uh, that, that would be not the thing that Ohio State fans want to see. Fair statement. Do we – Mika Hanna. Do we land Dominic Kirks and just do Gabe Powers and CJ Hicks move down to defensive end? 
Bill, you can take Dominic Kirks and Mark, you can give your theories on CJ and Gabe. I think if Ohio State goes all in and makes a all in, all out, full court press to land Dominique Kirks, they will flip him. Um, as things stand right now, I would say he's going to stay with his Washington commitment. But let's see what Ohio State does. Uh, we've got until early February. That's when he can he cannot sign till early February. So there's some time uh, and see what happens. He certainly Washington's certainly putting their best foot forward. Good lord. Um, Mark, your thoughts? Would you move CJ and Gabe down? CJ got in the game and looked like you things were moving pretty quickly for him. Um, first, the Dominique Kirks thing that keeps coming back up with all these guys leaving in the portal. I think you're going to see Ohio State be able to take more chances on players in Ohio and maybe uh, in a class that Kirks wouldn't be a part of. Now that door is open for him to be a part of it and, and other kids like that in Ohio. I, I think you're going to see, you know, we never really had extra scholarships available. It was always such a pinch, but with so many more openings, okay, that, that's part of that question. Now, I'm always a bump down guy. Um, Sonny Styles, I think, we'll start with him, even though he wasn't a part of this question. Uh, you look around the NFL and you look around, you know, college football, you don't see guys his size in the secondary. It's just a very uh, – Sean Taylor was a pretty big guy back there. Taylor Mays was the guy that was really 6'4", that the Bengals, everyone kept, the Niners gave him a shot. Uh, he was from USC. I mean, but – I try to think of guys that are that big and long and it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's like a square peg in a round hole. It's just, it's kind of overkill back there. What you need is running. guys who, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool from the fan standpoint. And when you're playing video games, it's awesome to have like these freakishly big guys at different positions, but it just, so I'm always with the bump down theory, put him where he's scarier. And even like a sunny styles, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a defensive end, you know, in my world, get him to 250 and have that elite speed coming off the edge. I'm, I'm crazy in that direction, you know, or, or overemphasizing the bump down theory. So of course I would say that, yeah, it might be a reach for CJ Hicks to play defensive end, but it's also a reach for tackles to deal with his speed and quickness off the edge. They are at a severe disadvantage if he can add the weight or whatever. So I like bumping guys down just as a theory, as a scouting thing. I, that's what everybody does. Everyone from high school to linebacker usually goes to defensive ends. Defensive ends go to defensive tackles. You know, it's a whole thing. And, and on offense, it's the same way. Big receivers go to tight end. Tight ends end up at tackle. Um, you see where I'm going. Slow, big tailbacks end up at fullback or something else or linebacker. So I'm always looking for the next step for the athletic progression, I guess, is the way it is get paid more if you rush the quarterback too everyone's worried about moving a linebacker down <laughs> linebacker has become the running back of the defense i actually think there's going to be a correction on this in the next draft because if you look several of the teams that are in the mix here down the stretch in the nfl are poor at linebacker and need help there we've kind of like like you're saying that position has been hybrided out it's like uh the classic middle linebacker you know the chris spielman where would he be? You know, Roy Williams, when he played safety for the Cowboys, where would he be? So, you know, it's, it's, it's changing definitely. But the one thing that doesn't change, if you can bend and get around the edge to the quarterback, you're going to be a rich man. And it's, it's all player ego. And, and uh, a story about myself and player egos, I was a tight end. And in high school, my sophomore year, the, the coach, the varsity coach said, Mark, 
you can come play varsity offensive tackle on Friday night, or you can be the JV tight end. I said JV tight end and walked out of his office. Right. And he tells that story to this day because, yeah, I, okay, I don't care. I want the ball. And, and the ego of a young athlete is something that is just delusional. And I was as delusional as any, but it's an insult for a tailback to play fullback. It's an insult for a tight end to have to go play tackle. It's an insult for a receiver to go. And I don't know why it's thought of like that to the male ego or the male. It just, it's it like is. saying you're not a good enough athlete, which cuts. It, it's like telling uh, a female that you weigh 10 more pounds than you do. Uh, they just don't want to hear it. It would be the biggest insult you could say to a woman that you're 10 pounds heavier than you should be. That's what it's like when you tell a tailback he's going to fullback. The, the tears would be the same. You be You might be struck also. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sorry to bring the females into this, but no, I think they would though. understand Don't do immediately that. what an insult that would be. Like, hey, in that picture, you look 10 pounds heavy. Yeah, you're done. You're 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 gonna that picture is deleted from existence. You know, like, and that's the same thing when Mark Porter was told go play tackle instead of tight end. I'll do it in front of 35 people on a Saturday morning instead of a yeah. thousand people on Friday night. Anybody who's coached Pee Wee football, the first time you go out there. The bigger kids know they're going to the line, and you ask them what, what the position they want to play. Here's what every single one of them is going to say: tight end, because they're like, "My dad told me I was going to have to block. Can you at least throw it to uh, me once or twice?" And he's like, "No, dude, you're a slobber knocker." All right, Mika Hanna, update on Tackett Curtis. So Tackett Curtis, uh, there was a long time I think we thought the uh, Louisiana linebacker was going to be a Buckeye. He chose USC. Jim Knowles was a fan. We know there was some, at least some early contact. We're going to ask the Dean, do you expect Tackett Curtis to ultimately land in Columbus? Well, there has been mutual interest. <laughs> a high state reached out right away. Jim Knowles reached back out to him right away after he entered the portal. Um, Tackett is interested in Ohio state as well. So there has been and is mutual interest there, but when all is said and done, I think it's more likely that he ends up somewhere else than Ohio State. Keep in mind, if you're going to come to Ohio State as a transfer, you probably want to start. It's hard to come in as a transfer and start at Ohio State. It's hard to come in as a transfer and start at Alabama, Georgia, those teams. Who are you going to replace? I mean, sometimes they have an obvious hole at receiver. Alabama struggled with that, and they'll go get someone individually, but – these aren't the easiest places to get on the field, man. You got to be pretty freaking good. And so, by the way, that you know, I, earlier we talked about the guys coming back and retaining them and all. Um, Ohio State is hoping to get a lot of those, have a lot of those fourth and fifth year guys like Michigan has had the last two years. Cody Simon is staying. He's already said that. Uh, he's. Uh, uh, I think he's going to have a good a good season, and there's a reason he's staying. Um, you know, he, he knows he can uh, really help his draft stock, and um, he's got a chance to be a very, you know, a, a big contributor for Ohio State this year, next year. Yeah, when you're looking at possible transfers to add to Ohio State, this is just how I go about it. One, did they have a pre-existing relationship, and were they offered during the um, high school recruiting process? For two reasons. One, they obviously like the player, and two – you have a chance of a, uh, an established relationship there. Second thing I look at is where they're from. Guys tend to transfer the second. I think when they transfer, 
I think you have a good chance to kind of bring them closer to home at that point in time. Um, and then you got to look, did they play? We don't guys who did not play at their prior school. That doesn't make sense that they're going to come to Ohio state and get on the field immediately, unless there's some bizarre confluence of, of details there. I went through all of the Alabama guys. The only guy who really played a ton was the center and he's leaving because he's been vilified and he has been blamed for their loss because of those snaps. Um, so it'd be about Monkel Goodwine, who the uh, defensive tackle, for example, from the uh, D.C. area that Ohio State offered, has not gotten many snaps. So if you haven't gotten any snaps at a school, the idea that you're going to come in and kick butt at Ohio State right away, I, I, I don't see that. Um, Which, and by the way, you brought up, Dan, you brought up Monkel Goodwine. For those that don't know out there, he is a uh, <laughs> Alabama had, I think it was nine guys get in the portal yesterday in a 15-minute period. <laughs> that uh, was interesting, to say the least. Monkel Goodwine was one of those. He's a guy high State definitely recruited coming out of high school um, and offered him a scholarship. But the guy there, I think, is the interesting guy, at least to me right now, uh, that was among those nine is Seth McLaughlin. He is the center, was the center for Alabama. We saw he had a few... Uh, uh, missed snaps, I guess you would say, against Michigan. But he's not a guy that sat the bench at Alabama. You know, two-year starter. Yeah. And um, while Ohio State, I don't believe, when he was in high school, offered him a scholarship, he is from Buford High School in Georgia. That's going to say. And that just happens to be where Edric Houston is from and where Ohio State recruits a lot. So that, to me, is a little bit of an interesting, interesting guy out there. Do you think Buford would do well in the college football playoff? <laughs> I've never even heard of anything like that. Buford, the, nor the uh, northern suburbs of Atlanta right now are just unbelievable when it comes to talent. Um, all right. I like how everyone wants to move to guard. Yeah. Well, it's – <clears throat> I think they're just assuming let's get him, but no snaps. Um, Jermaine Runnels asked any updates on the Troy. Oh, oh yeah. Offensive lineman that's visiting bill. I, I didn't really understand the question. Yeah, that, uh, that's Derek Graham from Troy state, uh, 6'4, 315 pounder. And he's a guy that, uh, another interesting guy to me, um, his uh, people, when I posted that story, said, oh, Ohio State going after a great one, a Troy State guy. Well, uh, his dad, Derek Graham Sr., played at Appalachian State. Not a, yeah, and in fact, I believe Troy State beat Appalachian State this year, by the way. Um, but uh, anyway, Appalachian State, not exactly your uh, hotbed of college football powers, his dad had an eight-year career going from Appalachian State, an eight-year career in the NFL. And you got to be pretty darn good to play eight years in the NFL on the offensive line. Um, so Derek Graham, a 6'4", 315-pounder, almost the exact same size his dad was um, in college and into the NFL. Um, he's a guy that played right tackle his first year at Troy. Uh, moved to left tackle this past season, and he's an interesting guy. He did make an official visit to Ohio State yesterday. He is considering the Buckeyes. He is still uh, 
he's making four visits, if he takes them all, four visits in a five-day period. And um, Ohio State is one of them. Uh, Texas A&M is another. Missouri, they aren't too bad, uh, is another. And Pitt is another one. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, again, he uh, he did visit Ohio State yesterday, and uh, the Buckeyes are, are in consideration there. Last question, and – this is another guy that came up, Lance Hurd, five-star. And I get that when these guys come up, no pun intended, that you've heard of, um, you, it's like free agency. You want to hop on the bandwagon. I would really encourage everybody when this happens to use your membership and exclusive access to content to go to the message board or the stories written by the people covering the team I don't get the sense that LSU is that bummed Lance Hurd is leaving. Your thoughts? Well, I, I actually had uh, in my column, uh, I think it was two days ago, uh, had an item on Lance Hurd. And um, it, you mentioned going to our site and reading the material. Um, I had a co- an item on Lance Hurd. He is uh, an offensive lineman. And uh, he was a five-star guy in high school, but uh, did not start a game at LSU this past season. Um to make a what could be a long story short, I'll just say do not expect him to end up at Ohio State. And, um, you know, uh, he's just not a guy that uh, is going to end up at Ohio State unless something were to drastically change, which I don't expect to happen. So when we say uncharted waters, and I'll end it with this, that's going to be the offensive line here going forward. If they don't improve the offensive line, um, in any way, then we're in trouble. But I'm going to hold out hope here, and I actually am pretty confident that when all is said and done, they will have a better offensive line next year, next season, because they absolutely have to. That was We can't go through another game like that. So um, keep it locked to Bucknuts. I know there's a lot of questions about the staff, et cetera. We are on that. Don't want to come out and talk about people losing their job before we know about it. But once that stuff happens, if it happens, it will be here on Bucknuts. We're all over the portal. We are going to be all over the commitments from the All-Star Games this weekend. You want to have it locked in here. We really hope it's good news. If it's not, I don't know if this podcast will continue to go on. No pressure on the Sanchez's. We appreciate Mark and Bill stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknuts. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.